This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast. This podcast is creating a behind-the-scenes look with athletic coaches, mental coaches, and life coaches as we try to give you new ways, thoughts, and ideas to better your life. My goal is for you to discover what's possible in your own life. Whether you wish to create an amazing career or you're looking to solve specific issues within your life, these episodes will give you the tools you need to take your life to the next level. Now allow yourself a break from everyday chaos and let us step into your world and help you become a better version of yourself each day. Never in my wildest dreams podcast begins in three, two, one. This is Chad Brashears, and you're listening to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast. It's 2024. We're back. A whole bunch of new shows, a whole bunch of new content. We're looking forward to having a whole bunch of guests. I've been on the phone talking to a lot of people. We're going to have guests this year. We're going to reach out this year and talk about a whole bunch of different things, not just athletics, life, business, mindset, life coaching, relationship talk. It's going to be a very interesting 2024, but it's one that I'm really looking forward to. So why don't we just kick off what my life has looked like in, let's just say, the last 10 months. So in the last 10 months, I've had the opportunity to travel a ton with my kids and my family. I've had the opportunity to make a whole bunch of memories, which we will have forever, both in our minds as well as pictures that we have taken, video clips that we've taken. The ability to share things with others has been important for me. I was able to get back on the bench and start coaching again, which I didn't think I'd ever do. But, you know, that lasted all of, you know, a couple months because my passion for teaching others the game of basketball, the sport that I love, is something that I don't know if I'll ever be able to give up completely. And this season's going great so far. I'm teaching a whole bunch of seventh graders how to play the game of basketball the right way, which has been a blessing in itself because it reminded me of why I love the game so much. I was able to marry the love of my life. And that's something that I now have the opportunity every single day to share everything I do with. And for the longest time, I wasn't able to have that, which I'm really looking forward to the next, you know, I'll joke with her and say 50 years of our lives we can share together. And I'm really looking forward to that. The first thing I want to talk about today is what our topic is for episode number one, 2024. I really look at this podcast as a way for me to share my life lessons. And if you know me, you know that my life has been very complex, difficult, different, and filled with a lot of life lessons that I'm able to pass along to others through the ability that I survived and you will be able to survive too. So let's get started. I wanted to share a portion of what I have learned through coaching, through teaching, through working with others and start talking about failing 100 times. And as I was thinking about the podcast this morning, I thought to myself, wouldn't this be an amazing way to start 2024? Everybody needs to hear this message today. So I want to introduce to you what I call circumstance method. And I personally think it's one of the best mindsets to ever teach. So let's talk about circumstance method while we are talking about failing. And I love to coach and talk about failure all the time. The ideas and the concepts around failure need to be internalized. So here's what I know about failure. Failure is nothing. Failure is an experience that you have a thought and feeling combination. Failure is subjective. It's something you make up in your brain. 
And yet it is the reason why most of us don't access our true human dexterity or our brilliance of who we are supposed to be. We don't access our creativity. We don't access our ideas because we're so afraid of failing. And here's what I mean by all of this. When you're afraid that you won't win, when you're afraid that you won't succeed, you stop yourself from creating results. You're a perfectionist. So unless the result is a positive one, unless the result is something that's going to get you what you want or make you look good or get you approval, possibly make you money, you don't want to do it. Does this sound familiar? So what you end up doing is not producing results. You end up not producing any kind of progress in your life because if you're willing to fail, you're also willing to learn. You're going to learn at a rate that is much higher than if you insist on succeeding all the time. And as a youth coach, I see this all the time. Parents don't want their kids to fail. They don't want them to have to struggle through anything. They just want them to be positive all the time, win trophies, hang medals on their wall. But what they're really doing is not allowing their kid to learn and grow. You see, succeeding is easy when you stay within the confines of what you already know or how to do. When you are following a predetermined set of expectations that you know you can meet, you're consistently succeeding. You're succeeding at your own limited life. And you're like, look at me. I'm a winner. I win every single day. But you're only winning in a perfectionistic way of delivering your life. And that's why you don't make true progress. So you're rising and repeating in a way that's comfortable for you, never growing. But if you're willing to fail, which means that you know how to monitor your own mind and you know how to process your emotion, the trajectory of what you're willing to do and able to do will be totally different. And the contribution of what you're able to create will be tenfold. So let me be clear. It's not just a little bit better. It's tenfold what you could do otherwise. If you look at all the people in the world who have contributed the most to the world, to us, to success, to the benefits that we have now in the world, they're the people that have failed the most. I'm going to play a Jordan quote for you that I think is pretty important. I know it's related to basketball, but it's very telling in exactly what we're talking about right now. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game-winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. There are a lot of great stats that Jordan just put out there. How many shots he's missed, how many game winners he's missed, how many games he's missed. Think about it. Those individuals at that level have tried some shit and it didn't work. But they kept trying and they kept trying and they became stronger, more knowledgeable, less afraid. And because of that, they were ultimately able to create everything that we use today. The light bulb, an airplane, a home, an automobile, the phone you text and talk on, and the computer that I'm recording this on. So let me ask you this question. Where are you in that trajectory? Where are you in terms of creating what you want to create for yourself? 
so that you make a decision to not be afraid of failure, so that you know that you're in a better place because of the number of results that you're going to currently create for yourself moving forward. Please do not mistake this for busyness. I'm not talking about doing things that don't require any risk. I'm talking about creating a result that ends up in a W or an L, a win or a failure, a win or a loss, right? Let me ask you this. Are you risking failure? Are you putting yourself out there in a way that risks it? And if the answer is yes, my guess is that you're learning. And the people that I know that will be the most successful are the ones that are producing the most results, not the most successes, but the most results. So are they winning? Yes. Are they losing? Yes. But they're doing it consistently. They're creating the most results consistently. And these are the individuals that are ultimately going to access their own creativity and their own ingenuity. Because think about this. You try something, it doesn't work. You try something else, it doesn't work. You try something else again and it doesn't work. What are you left with? What do I try next? That's when you access your brain in a way that you won't be able to access it otherwise. But if you need someone else to tell you how, if you need someone else to give you the prescription on how to get something done, you're not even accessing your own brain. You're borrowing somebody else's brain just to complete a task. And I guarantee you in your life or in a lot of other lives who are listening to this, this happens a ton. But please don't mistaken that this does not mean don't follow the process. But it also means that you're willing to try new ways and different ways, harder ways, bigger ways, so that you have access to your own brain to figure out how you're going to create a little carve out of the world that's your own contribution. Your contribution isn't just about executing someone else's ideas. It's about accessing your own. Because if we don't access what's in our own brain, our own ideas, we are truly going to miss out. I do this a lot with coaching and people that I've coached with. I ask them their ideas and their thoughts. What do they see? What does their eyes translate to their brain so that they can pass it along to me? Because if I'm the only one thinking, and if I'm the only one that has the questions asked to me, I'm using one brain. But if I'm fortunate enough to have multiple brains with multiple sets of eyes seeing things differently, we are going to be able to come up with one large solution compared to just my solution and everybody else passing it out. Basically, what you're able to get is however many people you're talking to, that many times the result. So think about that for yourself. Are you looking out there asking someone else how to do one thing or you're asking yourself, what could I access in my own brain to make this happen? What are the solutions? What are the answers? What are the things inside of here that I haven't accessed yet that nobody has accessed yet ever? And what happens next is pretty awesome. Think about it this way. When you do that and then I do that and then someone else does this, we all leverage from all those ideas. So instead of being just one person's ideas, we have a collection of ideas that we can leverage and we can move much more quickly. So if you're afraid to put yourself out there because you're afraid of not knowing how to do something, what to do, I don't know if it's the right thing to do, you're doing it right. Accessing the part of your brain that is really going to make you successful. 
If you're afraid, if you're frustrated, if you're doubtful, you're doing it right because you're starting to access that brain that you have not yet tapped into. So let's go back to what we originally talked about at the beginning of the podcast, the question that I talked about, the failing 100 times, the circumstance method. It's about understanding that failure is the path to success, that discomfort is the currency you will pay for your dreams, that if you feel uneasy, like you don't know what you're doing, just keep going because eventually you're going to get to the place that you've always wanted to be. And then your brain's going to click and say, it was worth it. Thank you for trying on all these different levels to create things. And then you're going to put all those together to create your formula, your process, your path, because it hasn't been created yet or before, only because you're willing to try these things. When you end up trying these things, you are going to have to have failed. And if you do something and it doesn't work, guess what? Try something different or try something else. You know, there's so many people that ask, what should I do? And then the answer they get back is, this is how I do it. So the individual tries that thing the exact way that the other person told them how to do it. And then if it doesn't work, they're like, huh, well, that's how I was supposed to do it. I tried and it didn't work. So therefore, it probably isn't for me and they quit. Most people, 90% of the people act just like that. But if you approach a dream, if you approach a possibility for your life and you allow there to be room for not knowing how to do it, for figuring it out on your own, you won't be discouraged when it doesn't work. You'll be like, that was just one of 100 in an attempt, correct? And if you have a path to your dream already, I'm so sorry because when that oath doesn't work and it won't, you're going to give up on that dream. You will know exactly how to do something the minute you've done it and not one minute before. How do you end up doing this thing? You have no idea. You just keep moving. Now listen, don't run in place. Keep progressing forward. Fall down, get up. Fall down, get up again. That's what we're doing here. That's how we're going to do it. It doesn't even matter what you try as long as you try something and you learn from it and you keep moving. The number of results is what we're looking for here, not the number of successes. So let's take each other to a place where you'll think, well, I'm just going to be confused because if I can be confused about what I do, then I'm never going to risk failure. So what are you going to do? You're going to get out your little comfort blankie. And we're going to cuddle with that comfort blankie. We'll be like, well, I can't really go out into the world because I am confused. I don't know what to do. I need somebody to tell me what to do. I mean, really? Can you imagine if that's how you spent your life? Just confused about what you should do and not having enough confidence and asking others how you should live your life. And I say this from an example or a perspective of, I don't know how to do something. What you should be saying is, I'm going to try this now. I'm going to try that now. I won't know how until I get there. So the way I get there is to keep trying shit. That's it. Think about it this way. When you take off your comfort blanket, you will feel exposed, you will feel cold, you will feel afraid, 
and you will be putting yourself literally in harm's way for your dreams. Yes, that's what we want to do. Are you willing to put yourself in harm's way to live your life at the highest level? Please say yes. Please say yes to that. Please say, I am willing to try all these things. Now, I don't mean putting a little post on social media and hoping someone likes it. There's no risk in that at all. The risk has to be, I ask for someone to pay me for the value that I created and I got a yes or I got a no. I created something and sold it. I tried to sell it. That's a result. That's going to give you your yes or no. You need to count up your yeses and count up your noes. That is not the same as sending an email out or posting something on social media or telling someone what you do for a living. See, what I'm talking about here is just going for it. Putting it all out on the table. Asking them, possibly, would they hire you to help with a certain problem? Would they bring you in as an asset to help grow their business or see things differently? And if they say no, you say, huh, I wonder what I could have done better. Did it demonstrate any value? And that's on a huge platform or on a small one-to-one platform. Are you putting yourself in harm's way? Let me ask you a couple questions, something to think about. How many times have you failed today? How many times have you failed this week? And please don't be enticed or infatuated with success because here's exactly what happens. Once you start failing a lot, you're also going to start winning. Because once you pile up those failures, you become much stronger. You become so much more confident. You become so much more successful because you're able to give yourself the chance to win. Then that success starts and you get a taste of that and you don't want to do the failing stuff anymore. Be careful with that. You have to. Even me right now, a person that has been, as I take a step back and look at my life, pretty successful, I still have to force myself to go into harm's way. Put myself in situations that are scary, challenging even, so that I can risk everything in order to have everything, in order to grow, in order to access the deepest part of my brain that has the answers to inevitably get me to my final goal. Now I say all of this because I feel as though we are in a position as people who have been through things to help others grow. And my goal is to help you become the best version of yourself every single day. And through this podcast, through this season, through the people I bring on the show, my goal is to get you to a point where I make you sit and think about something. Now, right now, you might be sitting at work at your desk, or you might be sitting at your house sipping a cup of coffee by the fire, relaxing as it's cold outside. But I'm going to want you to think about what you want to become in life. If you're already there, that's awesome. Think about maybe how you can help somebody else get to the position that you're currently at. But if you're not at the position that you want to be at, why are you settling? Why are you not going after your dreams? And why are you not getting yourself to a position where you could inevitably say, I have made it. And by doing it this way, I have brought my family along. And for me, that's extremely important. Having my wife on board, having my daughters on board, my bonus kids on board, 
having them as part of the discussion and the process about what you're trying to go and achieve and get, in my personal opinion, is a lot more important than me doing it on my own. Because I want them to be able to see me through the failures as well as celebrate the successes. And I think so many times we see people become successful and the first thing they do on television, and I'll just use that as an example because it's the easiest one we all can relate to. I want to thank so-and-so, God, my family, whoever, when they're successful. You don't ever see somebody fail and the first thing they say is, I want to thank my family. But at the end of the day, they're the ones that should buy them the entire time. So if I know that I want my family to see me fail at times to be able to become the better or best version of myself, I know that they're in it through the thick and thin with me, and that's the most important piece. I hope you enjoy this podcast episode. I look forward to giving you another one next week, as my goal is that every single week we'll be putting a new podcast out. We'll be talking about a whole bunch of different things with a whole bunch of different people, and I'm extremely excited. I want you to live the best version of your life, and I want you to start today doing that. And I think once you're able to live the best version of your life, you'll be a much happier person, and you'll be a much more content person. And I think the next episode, when we start talking about being content and being happy within your life, it'll make a lot more sense. Look forward to talking to you soon. Have a great rest of your day. This is Chad Brashears, and you have been listening to Never In My Wildest Dreams podcast.